You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tommy Townsend, guys, got special teams player of the month. How bad are special teams when your punter gets player of the month? Is that a good thing? Do no. we want? Do you want your team's punter to win special teams player of the month? I don't think so. No. That means I, you're punting a lot, right? That's not a good thing. No. That's a tough start. I mean, I guess I'm glad <laughs> because they're punting a lot that he's punting well. Yeah. But you do have to get, I mean, also, how, I mean, I don't even know how to determine that. It's like, well, he's kicking it far. You're like, okay. okay. He's certainly not completing passes. No, honestly, that should ding him, Kayla. That's a good point because <laughs> the fact that he threw that incompletion should knock him down a notch. I got to be honest. His job, he didn't even complete it and they didn't convert it. He straight up didn't complete it. He airmailed it. That's that's hurting him in my in my assessment of his special teams player of the month honor. And I like Tommy. He's been on our show in Kansas City a couple of times. But uh, you know, I mean, if you're not, you got to do the whole job. This is a special teams player of the month, not a week. That tells you that tells you how good he's been putting the ball. That he had that good. he had that blemish on his resume, and still the, <laughs> the powers that be said, you know what? The the numbers are too too good to ignore. I think they should have given it to Justin Reed instead. He wasn't even, he was doing the job as well as anybody. And he wasn't no even asked. kidding. Wasn't even asked to do the job. Although I was a little disappointed today because Tobe got asked about it and he made it very clear. He's like, Justin Reed is only going to be used in an emergency. And he said something maybe about kickoffs, but they're not like kicking around the idea that if Butker can't go on Sunday, they would just let Justin Reed kick for the day. They're going to let the professional kicker kick. Kayla, don't you think we're already we've reached emergency status with the Chiefs kicking situation? Yes, I would. I would absolutely throw Justin Reed in there. Like a dead serious question for you guys. We sort of as football fans as a whole, we we disrespect kickers in general because we don't feel like their jobs are as important as anybody else's on the teams. How much worse? Literally, I want not a rhetorical question. How much worse could Justin Reed be than what we've seen from Matt Amendola? or what we see every week across the NFL whenever there's a, a fill-in kicker? Not significantly, because they weren't willing to kick 42-yard field goals. So, I mean, he's in that range, right? Yeah. Like it's up to a 39-yarder. I trust Justin Reed will make that a majority of the time. I even, those kickoffs were fine. I even retweeted someone in the game last Sunday who was like, Justin Reed better go in for this field goal when we thought we were going to be in field goal range to close out the game. I was and, then, and then I quickly un- un- retweeted <laughs> when we threw that interception. I don't know. It's like we we just got out of watching them have their worst special teams performance of the entire year. And then my initial thought was, well, this isn't good because then everybody talked at the podium and, and Tobe says, well, it's uh, going to be Sky Moore. He's going to do punts. We're thinking Isaiah Pacheco for kickoffs, and uh, we just got another guy off the scrap heap. He'll probably kick kicks. You're like, that's the same thing you did last week. It went very bad. 
Sky Moore couldn't field a punt. Isaiah Pacheco kept taking the ball out seven yards deep to get to the nine. And then, and then obviously we understand where the missed kicks happen. I obviously, I think he's just thinking that's a one bad week. So we shouldn't use that as a judgment for what we are on special teams, but they're not going to make any changes. Everything we're doing with special teams is the same. I don't think it'd be significantly different if Justin Reed had kicked for Amendola, but I have revisionist history. Going into the game, I would have assumed you were safe with Amendola, but he stunk. And now I've got to hope that Sky Moore does the punt return job well, because if he keeps screwing that up, then he'll never be a part of the passing game. While we're speaking of dream teams, go ahead, Nick. Well, no, I'm just curious. Like, Do you guys think that Sky Moore's miscues on special teams really impact his ability to play on offense. They I think feel it impacts like, putting feel like separate field. things to me though. Oh, interesting point. Like uh, what, why if you're Andy Reid and you see sky Moore muff a punt, which is a very specific thing you ask a football player to do. And by the way, something that sky Moore had never done in college. Why does that then make you say, well, you can't play on offense either. Because you muffed a punt. Now I don't trust you to go out there and be a part of our offense. I I think that it happens. I think it happens because it's Andy Reid's whole offensive philosophy is on trust. Can I trust you to run the right route, be in the right location, not make mistakes? And you're making mistakes somewhere. And that's the only job I'm asking you to do. Like it's the only job I'm asking you to do right now is not screw up that part. And you keep screwing it up. Like, I, it doesn't really matter what your line of work is, football or otherwise. Kayla, if you were an accountant in a past life, if you wanted to move up to a senior management position, but you kept screwing up everyone's books and costing them money, you, you know what? Kayla could do the better job, though. I bet she won't screw up there, too. Like, it doesn't, like, it, it's not often that in any industry it kind of works that way. I understand what you're saying, Nick. Like, no, but one like, job but like, is not the same as the other job. But. Uh, for that scenario, right? Okay, Kayla, you work for the, the LA Kings, right? Yes. If they asked you to start doing their accounting and you screwed it up, I don't know that that's on you. That's <laughs> Guys, I'm, on them. I'm flattered you're you're putting me as an accountant, but trust and believe no one wants me as their accountant and I haven't been one in any of my lives. Are you? That's, are, <laughs> that's kind of the thing. It's like, maybe you're just not an accountant. So maybe people should stop asking you to do their accounting. Maybe people so maybe should stop asking more. to return punts. Yeah. Math's he never returned punts in college. So maybe, yeah, okay. You're not a good punt returner. You never were a punt returner. You know, one thing. Maybe I, let him do the thing you drafted him to do, which is be a wide receiver. Or one, should we give him more than three games to prove himself? Yes, that as well. <laughs> that, that as well. well. I uh, One thing I hadn't factored into, because so I thought the sun was definitely part of what was going on with Sky Moore. Um, but in talking to Dane and Hughes, he said he, he returned punts. He's a former Chiefs wide receiver. He he returned punts, and he had pointed out that the the, the Colts kicker, the punter, is is a lefty, and he's like, "That's harder." I was like, I hadn't even thought about it. I'm like, I don't know. It's just a ball in the air. What's the difference? And he's like, "No, that's harder." And when you're talking about because it's not what you're used to, and when you're talking about Nick, the fact that he had never returned punts, and every single second of every single practice he ever had at Chiefs training camp was with right-footed Tommy Townsend. It's a pretty stark reminder that you're like, oh, shit, they were really asking him to do something he didn't know. Hey, man, return kicks. There's sun in your face, and it's coming from a completely different angle. Good luck. And then, 
And the only two other options, Michael Hardman hurt and Trent McDuffie on injured reserve, who had both returned punts, both at college and in McDuffie's case, or in college and McDuffie's case, and in the pros, Michael Hardman's, weren't available because of injury. They say that that's weird for left-handed quarterbacks too. Like receivers catching balls from lefty quarterbacks can take some time getting used to because not ball, affecting Tyreek. Well, no, um, or Jalen Waddle for that matter. But I guess he already played with a lefty. But I'm sure that is because the spin's probably different. It's probably just not visually what you're used to seeing. Yeah, it's coming from like a slightly different angle, right? Like even if it's a little bit, it's cutting in instead of going out. It's like a golf swing, Nick. It's like. It's got to fade or it's got to slide. Yeah. You know, like it's coming just a different way, kind of the angle trajectory. It's all weird. Well, before we get to our game predictions and while we're talking about dream teams, how much do we miss Dante Hall? <laughs> For this purpose? Yeah, we talked about, yeah, we added Jamal Charles. I would also like to add Dante Hall. I do like And last like, episode yeah, we did nice. Tyreek. So each, each episode we'll just, uh, I'll talk about a different former Chiefs player that we miss. I mean, if the offensive line isn't playing well, then I'm supposed to go out and asking Billy for Billy Rove. If I start saying I miss uh, Eric Fisher, then you'll know I'm really dissatisfied with <laughs> my Brown Jr.'s play. Not that he was a bad player, but I don't know that everyone's ever been like, you know, I really miss Eric Fisher. We all just understood he was a good offensive lineman, which is what we're hoping Orlando Brown Jr. is. I miss Jan Stenerud, for what it's worth. I miss Priest Holmes. Okay, yeah. there we go. We all got a player in. <laughs> Wait, which one did I say? Willie Rove? <laughs> yeah, and Eric Fisher for that I matter. Stand, I stand by. I stand by Willie Rofe. I'd like to uh, – I'll think about Eric Fisher's inclusion. All right. We are going to close out the show today with, of course, our game and score predictions. I don't even know where to go with this one. So much outside noise surrounding this game. But, guys, what are we thinking for Sunday night football? Well, at least now we can make this prediction knowing that the game is in Tampa, but that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers practice all week in Miami – so it's not like their week was normal, and I do not trust that offense. I know they're getting Godwin and Evans back. They had both those guys in the first game. They couldn't score. They had one of those guys in the second game. They couldn't score. They had neither in the third game, and they looked like the most inept offense in the NFC. Getting both of them back does not solve their offensive problems, does not solve their offensive line problems. Um but the Bucs have a really good defense. This is for the first time in a long time. I'm going to predict the Chiefs to score less than 30. I still think they win because I think they're the better team. But I think they win 24 to 17. All right. 24 to 17. I had 24-21 for what it's worth, Chiefs. Wow. So you guys both have them scoring less than 30 points. Is that where we're at with the Chiefs offense? Now, I, it's the Bucks defense for me on this. I'm not trying to just be down on the Chiefs offense because even in bad games, they do seem to manage to score 17, 20, 27, whatever. But I just feel like the Bucks defense can cause them problems. I agree, but let's go back to the Monday episode, Cody, when you made the proclamation that what we learned about the Chiefs in Indianapolis in a losing effort was that their defense was actually good. It is. Right. No qualifiers. Actually a good defense. Well, now they're going up against a shorthanded Bucks offense. And Tom Brady, listen, postseason, I expect the Buccaneers to probably get 11-12 wins, win the South because that division is hot garbage, and probably compete in the playoffs to go to another Super Bowl. But right now, looks like a team that's a step behind. Not just the injuries, 
But the fact that Tom Brady has had a, a shortened offseason, right? He was gone for a lot of training camp. You're pretty shorthanded on offense. I just, I think the Chiefs win this game simply because right now they're the better team. And I, I agree with both of you guys. I don't necessarily expect the offense to go off, but I mean, four touchdowns for the Chiefs isn't necessarily going off. I, I have them, I have them at 30 points. I'm going to go 30 to 24. I think we all expect it to be close, but I still think right now, week four, the Chiefs are the better football team than the Buccaneers, who haven't looked good for one game this year. No, they, and I, I guess, I don't know. They've, it's not that they've never beaten a good team. I just, I always get confused, Nick. Like, you know, power rankings don't mean anything. I understand that they're not like some all tail thing, but the Bucs can get good after this game. They take on the Falcons, Steelers, and Panthers in three straight games. That can be their get right moment of the season where we feel different about them and they kind of put their pieces together. But every time I see somebody be like, they're the fourth best team in the NFL, I'm like, what indicator? Any indicator have you been given by that team that they're the fourth best team in the NFL? It doesn't exist. Just defense. Like, well, they're a really good defense. I'm like, yeah, but their quarterback's playing like, he's playing worse than Joe Flacco. So, no, I'm, I'm good. I, I stand by where the records are. They're both not, again, I don't think the Bucs are a bad team. I'm trying to put them in the likes of the Panthers or some other, those other lost franchises, but. The Chiefs will score enough to win this game. I, It's not that I can't see them losing. It's not like the Colts game where I'm like, give me a way. There's ways. There's ways they can lose this game. I just think they're going to win it. I Yeah, I got a little overzealous last week with my pick. So, and no, I, was, I stand by that, actually. I was they played the Colts humbled. again this week. I would say the same thing. Have <laughs> any of us, are we 12-0 and 0 in picking the Chiefs to win this year? Have yeah. any of us picked a, a Chiefs loss? Give when will that moment come? It will happen eventually, right? Week six. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a favorite. Favorite in the clubhouse. Depending on how they play, Nick, it could be next week. I don't yeah. know when. I don't think I'm going to pick those Raiders. I'm joking. It's, it was it. sarcasm. Not okay. This is not a laughing matter. The Raiders are <laughs> an absolute dumpster fire. So, yeah, what would need to happen over the next two weeks for you to feel good going into the Bills game? Um, the offense that that's more it. Like I would want, I would want their defense to keep looking the way that it is, but if the offense looks like it's clicking against the, just the bucks, like if the offense looks like it's going against the bucks, I'll feel like they got a chance against the bills. Just, just that alone. Even if the offense like settles back into a lull a little bit against the Raiders, at least if I know it can happen against a really good defense, it's plausible, but I don't know. The bills just lost a 21, 19 game too. So they can play some ugly ones just the same as the chiefs just lost. So it's not to say that that game couldn't be lower scoring than we think, even though it's a couple weeks away. For me, it would have to be commanding wins and full team effort on every side of the ball. I mean, that's a lot to ask, but I agree 100%. Like, I'm not necessarily expecting it, but that's how good the Bills are, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they already had their upsetting loss, which means... It's less likely to happen now two weeks from now. And going back to Shaq Barrett's comments, I like the smack talk because I think that fires our team up. So we're already going in with ammo. I, as if you needed to give them ammo coming off a loss to a bad Colts team. Exactly. As if we needed more. A fired up Patrick Mahomes is my favorite Mahomes. That's my favorite about like the mm -hmm. people really do stop the, um, you know, they're desperate. 
It's like the Raiders, they're desperate now. I'm like, what do you mean? They, they weren't desperate against the Titans. They were 0-2. They should have been pretty desperate then. It's too late. No one can come in. If the, the Raiders lose next this week, which they very well can to the Broncos, if they if they lose this week and are 0-4, no one better on this podcast at least be like, well, the Raiders are a desperate team. Like They should have been desperate for a month. <laughs> it's too late. So, yeah, pretty unlikely I'll choose him next week. We'll talk against the Bills maybe. We'll be we'll be fifth, you know, we'll be 16 and 0 by next week in picking him. <laughs> there you go. Stay tuned. Um, we will obviously be back with you on Monday for game reaction and more. Thank you all for listening and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. I am Kayla Canaram. That is Cody Tapp. He is Nick Schwartz, and this is the It's Always Game Day in Kansas City podcast.